Welcome to Hike, Bike, Run, the official podcast of the Western Front Way. We talk modern commemoration, adventure, hiking, biking, and of course, making it happen. I'm your host, Rory Forsyth, CEO of the Western Front Way. And today we have an amazing guest, and I'm delighted to say a guest that has just got back from the Western Front Way. Please welcome Cy Whaley. Thank you very much, Rory. Thank you for having me. Lovely to be here. Yeah, it is. It's great to have you on. And uh, yeah, as I said, you've you've just come back, which we'll come on to. But I, I always start by saying the Western Front Way. Yes, I know what it is and you know what it is. But how did you first hear about it? I first heard about it. A friend uh, knows I'm interested in sort of military history, and he sent me uh, a link to your website. Said, "Sir, si, look at that. You might be interested." And this is way, way, way back, just before lockdown. So I looked at it. I thought, "Yeah, that would be interesting. I wouldn't mind being involved with that at all." And started corresponding with your good self. Yeah. And I think you said, "Well, it's pretty much on hold because of COVID, but you know, let's see what happens afterwards." Um, so I thought, "Well, I won't be fobbed off that easily, Rory. I'll come back to you in two years' time," as I did. <laughs> and um, then you know, we carried on talking about it and you had a rough idea of where you wanted the Western Front Way to be and where it was and you were talking about oh yeah I need to link all these villages and communes together yeah. um, but you didn't have uh, a route in mind so when I thought what could I do to help you I think originally it might be banging posts in to put markers on I thought no, actually I don't want to do that because of all the unspent ordnance around I'd rather not be doing that yeah but you did mention you could do with some detailed mapping, linking Bonthol in the south to Newport in the north uh, Belgian coast, um, and giving a, uh, a, a cycle and um, hike route. Yeah, well, I mean, you've you've been phenomenal because I was thinking actually before we spoke, every one of these podcasts, I, I introduce someone with a kind of word that describes them best. So, kind of, Anthony Seldom was the pilgrim, and I think I, I think I'm going to settle on calling you the pathfinder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you did come in early to this. I mean, we've got lots of people over there walking and cycling it now, enjoying it. But did, when you first started looking at this, did it seem daunting? I mean, that distance, it's quite a long way, kind of thing. To map it or to, to walk and hike well, it? Well, I mean, both. I mean, I mean the, let's start with the mapping, because obviously you, you set off after the mapping. When you, How did you start with the mapping? How to start? Um... I thought originally, oh, I'll just a load of paper maps, and then it's an awful, awful long distance. So I thought, I won't do that. Uh, but what I do use is the wonderful app called Kamut. Uh, I've used it to plan hikes in Dolomites, in Pyrenees, and Apennines, uh, all around the UK and all over France for hiking and cycling. Brilliant, brilliant tool. Very easy to create routes. You know, you can say, give me a route from London to Inverness, and it'll do it for you. And, it, and you can specify whether you want a road bike, a mountain bike, whether you're hiking. And it knows the best route to take. But I pretend I prefer to a much, much more detailed level. So I'll have that open and I'll have possibly map, uh, obviously the internet, and a wonderful tool, uh, a French mapping site service called Geoportail, which is just brilliant. Has all sorts of all sorts of levels and information on it, right down to individual bunkers, you know, the strongholds where you might have machine guns popping out. Um, there many of them are mar- marked on this map. So when I try and create routes, try and steer around the more interesting parts and that's the mixture of Kamut which goes down to all sorts of details all the little cemeteries around that plus Geoportai even more low level information mapping it all together then I try and make it into an interesting route so um, that's yeah I'm so pleased you you did it step by step like that because to be honest I, I'm please don't please don't dislike me for this you've actually you've actually got one more step than I realised that you did <laughs> but that's but, 
to everyone listening, I mean, that that's I just I just want to kind of stop and pause and say that's what it takes. Um, and, you know, a huge thank you to you. But that's the level of granular detail. I mean, everyone listening, I should probably have started by saying that Sai is pretty good at what he does. Uh, <laughs> you're definitely in the kind of higher echelon of people that plan and map and do. So, yeah, that's 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 a mighty way to go about mapping. But using those tools, um, what my worry was when originally you asked me to do this, Rory, was I thought, oh, no, we're linking communes together. We're linking villages and towns. There's going to be an awful lot of suburban walking, which is the last thing I'd ever do. So that's why we using the detailed maps I have. You can, I can sort of, it's a bit longer, but I can steer you around a river, um, a canal, through a forest track, anything to avoid suburbs, really. And, and these, these tools the ability to do that yeah they do and i mean i mean as you, i agree with you commute is a phenomenal tool and we've got a collection on commute for anyone anyone can go on to commute and download the first stage from newport to arras on the bike or armontier on the hike but i just want to pick up as you said the the, the going and seeing things you're right because there are lots of long distance walks and there are lots of long distance cycles but the fact it is where it is is what matters most um, yeah. And what happened there? Do you do you have a do you have a connection to the Western Front? But, but I mean, before you spoke to us, is, I mean, you, military history, but anything else? Funny you should ask that. We, um, I do, um, but we didn't didn't quite realise it until very, about two weeks ago. We knew. Well, Stanley, my father's father, my grandfather, he introduced me to military history, really, by when I was eight or nine. He took us to see The Longest Day, that film yes. about D-Day, yep. black and white, many, many stars in it, and uh, and the Second World War, we are talking about the first, but I think it sort of triggered an interest in me. Anyway, we knew he was in the First World War doing something. We didn't know much. However, uh, a cousin, Marco, thanks to him, he has done all sorts of digging. In fact, he's produced a book on this guy, my, my grandfather, and just very briefly, he found out he's in the Essex Regiment um, at the Warley Barracks, which is just around the corner from where I live now. He was a junior officer in the 9th Battalion. He was at the Somme. He was at Combray. You know, I think that was the first fight, the first tank battle. Yeah, the first um, kind of major, major pitch engagement, I think, between armies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was involved right through the German Spring Offensive, right through to the end of proceedings. Um, and we found out he had a brother, Gordon, who died at the age of 19 of pneumonia serving upon HMS Pembroke. Um, so all sorts of stuff has suddenly come out to us just in the last two weeks, which is brilliant. Okay, um, just one, one little fact that I've never knew, Rory, yeah. his rank, his brother Gordon in, the, in HMS Pembroke, his rank was writer third class, which is a fairly odd yeah. term to me. I think it meant the equivalent of ordinary seaman, able seaman. Okay. Yes. So we're starting to find out about our personal connection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. This is this is partly one of the things that when you and I have you know had a drink or, or seen each other, it's the stories that come to life. And I, yeah. I, I mean, that's genuinely taken my breath away. I had no idea that this had all come to light in the last fortnight. Literally, literally. literally. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, I suppose. I mean, I hope this is it's it's an okay question to ask this, but I we've had some fascinating answers on it. Um, but I I obviously know you're hugely hugely respectful of remembrance as am I, and it's such a hallowed time of year. With the two minute silence, I mean, we've we've spoken to other guests and said it's extraordinary in the modern world that people do still stop, um, and I'm delighted they do. Is there anything that you think about, or or do you? Is it some experiences you've had on the Western Front way? Silence. Yeah. Remember, it's Sunday. Yeah. I spend most of the morning welling up, watching the old soldiers march up and down um, uh, Cenotaph, past Cenotaph, isn't it, in Whitehall. Yeah. And 
it's incredible seeing these old guys and younger guys from more recent wars, uh, some with physical injuries, yeah. presumably a lot with mental injuries as well. And you think, wow. And then a whole range of emotions flies around my head from oh, anger, mm. literally anger, at the water waste of life, yeah. um, bewilderment. You know, I think, would I? Could, could I have done what they did? Uh, standing in the cold, they're hungry, no doubt very, very scared. Shells going off, deafening them. Um, could I then jump over the top, go over the top? Um, I, I don't know is the answer, honest answer. Uh, probably not. Um, sadness yeah. then lurches in. Um, a lot of French and Belgian countryside is completely polluted with unspent ordnance. Um, there's a, when I'm staying at various houses, bed and breakfast along the way, they tell me about the red zone where you can never walk, you can never build on, you can never go and visit because it's just too polluted with potentially dangerous munitions. And how sad is that? And then I lurch to release, thinking, how lucky was I not to have to go through that? How lucky was I to be born at this place and time in life? Yeah. Um, and then thankfulness, what the men and women went through, what they did, and what I didn't have to do. So, yeah, and that's all in two minutes, and then yeah. it lasts, obviously, the rest of the day, really. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I have to agree with you. I, th I think that's that's coming across, is, is um, the place, it seems, whilst the place can be very different all around the world, the, the, the feelings that I'm, I'm starting to gather, I mean, I think you're the ninth person I've spoken to, they are that, they move around a bit. Um, it's not this kind of one-feeling blanket for two minutes. It's, it jumps around. Um, in people's heads. Yes, yeah. very much, very much. I could have said, um, yeah. not just the two minutes on the Remembrance Sunday, but I, what I really have enjoyed doing when I, the last couple of weeks I was in France, exploring more of the Western Front Way, um, finding, I particularly like the small cemeteries. They just seem more moving to me for some reason. And there's one, a beautiful one called Railway Hollow, on the edge of a farmer's field, like many of them are. And just sitting on the wall there, in the sunshine, thinking yeah. about what everything went through. Um, just contemplating it quietly, and it's you can go to a beautiful big cemetery like Tynecott in Belgium, mm. but there's always people around there. It's not quite haven't got the peace. Uh, other little ones you can be on your own all day if you like. It's amazing. Yeah, right. it's funny. I, I I learned recently actually, strangely enough, from a from from a, a French guy who was running a tobacco. I was delighted because I walked in and he had our map above his bar. Um, <laughs> it was like, okay, that's serious. I didn't plant it there. This isn't something. Like, but yeah. he was telling me that. Um, with the Commonwealth War Graves, it was right by the border. He was saying the smaller the cemetery, the the nearer it was to the front line. So right, these yeah. big cemeteries where they tended to amalgamate, you know, from, from different places, you know, they might have moved people to a larger plot after the war or they were near dressing stations, whereas the very, very little ones tend to be bang on the front line, which I thought all those years, I never actually knew that. Um, so I thought, no, I didn't. Quite interesting. Um but anyway, you've just said, you've just been, this is what I'm so desperate to talk to you about, because um, you've been over there on your own, I've been over there on my own, but let's be honest, company is great. You've just been over there with a group of mates, am I right to say? Yep, yep. Okay, how many of you were there to, to cajole? <laughs> Many had been to the area before. Um, I think they came away thinking, wow, that was pretty moving. Yeah. Um, lots of emotions going around the head, lots of discussions about what went on. But it, you know, it, it wasn't just that, to be honest. Um, but Belgium and France are both beautiful countries, they've got stunning countryside. And if you can mix, like for me, if you can mix a hike and a bike ride uh, with a purpose, yeah. 
Um, you can go out with friends. You can experience a lovely Belgian beer, the French beer, the, the, the meals, the scenery, but also have something else to think about and talk about. It, it sort of worked on all sorts of levels, and I think I think they pretty much enjoyed that. That's amazing. And I mean, are these? Sorry, I'm not digging into you personally. But are, they, are these like old mates, um, or, or are they like hiking club, biking club, or are they just the, got the, together? The ones I went with were um, old workmates, actually, from way way back. That's awesome. I think you're right. That is a brilliant point, which no one's actually ever made, which is that something else to talk about. Um, I've found that there, there, is, there is an access point to the Western Front Way in the broader sense of speaking that I don't think you, you need to be attuned to military history. Um, I mean, the app is there to find out more, but I, I, it's, quite hard to be, it's quite hard not to feel something. Would you agree? I mean, you're over I there and it's quite, it's kind of De- sits Definitely, there. definitely. My slight worry was that I'd be dragging around the sites um, and they'd be thinking, oh, not another, whatever, yeah. you know. Um, but either they're very polite or they really did get into it. I think it was the latter. I yeah. think they really um, spent time thinking about it themselves and, and, and admired the huge effort that goes in over there to maintain the memorials and cemeteries. Yeah, it's amazing. And I mean, I do want to say as well, I mean, as well as you, you being that kind of ballistically tough pathfinder at the beginning size actually um been working for a year now on some incredible itineraries uh for everyone that visits the western front way because i mean as you said we spoke before the call and you said and i'd, I'd love your view on this the western front way for a weekend kind of approach um would you say that's a good way to do it if you've never done it i, I, I would because it you know when you read about the western front way you think oh yeah should i do the whole lot thousand k that's a big walk that's a big ride that's a big run I don't know if I've got that in me. A lot of people would, a lot of people wouldn't. So why not have a taster first? And I would say that the sort of things I've been looking at last week were, I think it was two-day, three-day walk or a two-day cycle ride around the most interesting parts, what I thought, of the Somme. Yeah. Very doable a weekend, um, really good taster, and hopefully that would inspire you to do, to do more. The other beauty of it, certainly for where we come from, but also for, for Germany, for France, for Belgium, for Northern Europe. It's very, very easy to access. There's big yeah. railway stations like Lille and Paris, not far off. Brilliant local train service to get to all the tiny places. Um, so there's no excuse for not having a go, really. Yeah, agreed. And I mean, as because I'm, I'm seriously, I'm really confident that people are going to take to these itineraries because... I think it, it breaks down that blocker of those people that think, oh, I've never been. Do I need to have, you know, read Holt's Guide? Do I need to know this stuff? I think if you just get yourself over there, um, you you kind of pick you pick up quite a lot as you walk. Um, yeah. There's information yeah. boards and stuff like that. That's right. It's, there's a lot of information to, to take in, yeah. It's, uh, it's a wonderful challenge, but yeah. it, it's, the cha- you, you can determine the size of your challenge. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I yeah, you don't. I mean, you don't go straight into a marathon, do you? Um, no. You probably build up to it with kind of you know five k's, ten k's. Um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, you are. I I, do, I definitely want to ask you this because you are one of the bona fide. You've spent a lot of time on the Western Front Way. Yeah. Is there any is there any kit for people that you think uh, is pretty essential? Is there anything you think you wouldn't leave home without apart from a map? Um, but you've got that in an app. <laughs> Uh, facetiously, I'd say a sense of humour and a couple of spare inner tubes. Yeah, nice. So, something will always go wrong. It always does to me. Local trains get cancelled or delayed, so I miss connections. But it doesn't matter. You're you're never more than I don't know five, ten miles from a village, fifteen miles from a, a larger town. It's not you're not doing the Amazon way or anything like that. You're stuck in the Amazon jungle. You're in northern northern Europe. Um, oh. It does get very remote remote at some parts. So do think what you're going to take. If you're going to, I mean, we can put. 
exhaustive list on the app later. But if you, if you think of it, you don't want to carry cycle carry too much weight, do you? It just, just makes it miserable. Mm. Um, you do want to nourish yourself. It's a long, long way. Uh, you know, bizarre, no, not bizarrely, naively, I went out and think, oh, yeah, I'll stop here for a cafe au lait. I'll stop there for a pan of chocolate. I'll have a little croissant there, and then I'll stop for a beer at lunch. Sometimes that's possible, not always. I've cycled 80k before, 80 kilometers, without seeing it one open shop or cafe. So hopefully, many, many places are open, but just, just be prepared. Have a, have a couple of energy bars, have plenty of water with you, and then you can't go too wrong. So I would say look after yourself first, um, but expect things to come up, and if they do, you'll, you'll, you'll work our way around it. Yeah, I, I think that's right. That's definitely a common theme. I think that's why, again, that ties into just go and have a taster first. If you are unsure about doing the whole thousand kilometres, I do think, I mean, without making too big of a grandiose point, though, what I quite like about the Western Front Way and what you've just said about things not being open is it's we live in quite a convenient world. Uh, Amazon, whatever you want to do, you know, it's kind of at your fingertips. It's quite odd, but quite satisfying to find there are days where you are drinking slightly tepid water and, bre- and and sandwiches that I'm going to be honest, I'm a terrible breakfast buffet thief. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do need a lot of calories to keep going, but you know, I've, I've definitely done like one or two lunches from the breakfast buffet. Yes. yes. And, and I mean, yeah, do, do stock up because there's nothing more miserable when you're hot, tired, thirsty and you your last energy bars fall like your pack, back, backpack some time ago. You think, oh, no, it's a long way to the next place. So just be sensible. Yeah. The other thing I'd like to add about being sensible is um, I carry two phones with me in case one breaks or battery goes. I carry battery chargers. Um, and GPS is a wonderful thing. It'll tell you exactly where you are, even when you're lost. But if, you, if that wasn't working, what would you do? Yeah. Again, you never far that far, 5, 10, 15 miles from some sort of habitation. But have a think about what you do if your electronics failed. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, that's a hard mind. I totally agree with you. That's a hard mind space to get people into because we are, you know, by by nature. I mean, I'm pleased to say that the phone reception across France and Belgium is excellent. Um, it's better than the UK, but I, but I agree. Have have a contingency in place, basically. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Good. Yeah. Well, well, we'll wrap up soon. I just wanted to ask one last thing, which is obviously you and I are, are very committed to this. Um, it kind of dominates, you know, wake, sleep in between. Um, I think there's an angle, I don't know if you, I mean, your itineraries have always struck me as something that would be great for kids and school trips because of the length they are. Yeah. I mean, can you can you see the Western Front Way? You've, you've mentioned the Cenotaph. You mentioned you know this hallowed time in November. Can you see the Western Front Way joining this pantheon of of a great thing for people to do to not just remember but to look forward and learn? Oh, why not? It's right on our doorstep. Yeah. Right of all of Northern Europe and for people abroad, it's easy to get to. Like I mentioned, it's so moving. There's so many places of interest, um, historically, military, or or just geographically. It's a beautiful place. Plenty of uh, quiet paths, plenty of quiet roads, really safe for the bike. Uh, people give you a wide berth when they pass you, even on small roads. It, 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 yeah, um, so much there to think about and do, so why not? Yeah. It goes back to the quiet contemplation, I think, yeah, saying above, but you should, so much time to think about what people gave up, the sacrifice they made, the injuries they've come back with. Um, it's, it's, what, why not? It's, it's, there's so much there. I mean, I, I keep learning, Rory. I was, uh, the first time I did it last year, end to end, I, crossing the Vosges Mountains. I didn't know they were there, and I didn't know there was so much fighting between Germans and French up there. Yeah. Uh, so many, so many um, 
uh, memorials and graveyards. I had no idea it was all the way down there. Because in our history, well, when I was at school, it was more Northern Europe, Ypres, um, Passchendaele, the Somme. Did you find the same? Yeah, totally. Exactly the same. Si. And I, it's very strange because I because I kind of live in this like slightly app phased head where everything is broken into stages. I'd be hard pressed to say I've got a better stage if I had to go and do one than the Vosges section. Um, mm. It combines, I, and again, it, it's not just the beauty. It's not just that very hearty food. It's because I knew absolutely nothing about it before yes. I went down there. Um, yes. in, e- even the way that they fought was different. Which because we always assume, you know, the big pitch battles, you know, you've got these kind of raking machine guns, heavy artillery. There is absolutely no way they could use heavy artillery in those in the woods and cliffs because they couldn't get them there. Couldn't get them there, could they? No. Yeah. no. So they were kind of winching up small arms, but you know, via donkey, and and, and that's not even that's not facetious or joking. That's what what they did, um, which seriously blew my mind. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. I've been trying to scratch a, a trench out of a sort of solid rock up in the mountains. Yeah. Pretty hard to do. Yeah. In the snow, in the cold, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was, was, there was another, I was, had another experience down there where I was told that that's, you know, that really hard salami that um, is eaten down there, That's that was kind of survival number one because it never went off. <laughs> <laughs> but the food's a bit better than that on the trail side, let's not. <laughs> okay, last question, because you are, you are the pathfinder. Um, where are you off to next? Have you got an adventure planned? Um, I think it'll be back to the Western Front Way nice. because I've got lots of mind, things in mind, but I've drawn back to it because I've seen it, I've done it, and I want to get back. There's so much more I haven't seen. Um, and I'm talking about these itineraries, these sort of two or three day side trips yep. off the main branches, off the main route. Um, there's so much to, to go and see and plan and map and do. So. Yeah, um, east of Paris, around Rem, I think will be my next my next point of call to to do some more research. Okay, epic. Well, we look forward to it. Um, can I, Rory, can, yeah. I go? can I just yeah um, promote one thing? Pre reading is always good. There's tons of books you could read, and I promise Anthony Selden hasn't paid me to say this, yeah. but the book. If you're going to read a book before you go, read Anthony Selden's Path of Peace: Walking the Western Front Way. Brilliant on so many levels. It's his personal journey about seeking peace and thinking about what peace is. And geographically, it's talking about the beautiful countries, military history, talking about the, the, the anecdotes and stories about the war. It's the only read book I've read cover to cover and then picked it up and read it cover to cover again. It's that good. It meant that much to me. So, that's, yeah, that's I mean, if awesome. you can read one book, read that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, I do know Anthony listens to this, uh, so he will be delighted to hear that. And he's... You know, we thank him for a lot, and um, I thank you for a lot too, Sai. Um, because putting your faith when somebody says, "Would you mind going and cycling a thousand kilometres?" It's quite a, it's quite a big ask. I'll say no problem. Yes, exactly. <laughs> when do I go? go? Sai, you're going to be like the most employable person in the country. That's exactly <laughs> the attitude we need. Yep, sure. Need a wall? How high? <laughs> okay, Sai. Well, I'll I'll let you crack on. But thank you so much for your time. Uh, thanks for the opportunity, Rory. Great to talk to you. Yeah, and thank you also for the itineraries. And uh, yeah, everybody get ready for those because they are going to be awesome. More than welcome. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Okay, guys. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.